Shop amazing specials now while supplies last at Macy's Gifts You'll Love to Give sale. Like great deals on coats for him and her from Calvin Klein, Ann Klein, and more top designers. Just $100 and under. Save big on handbags and wallets, now 40% off. And create a cozy retreat at home with 70% off warm throws and flannel bedding from Martha Stewart Collection. Now through Thursday at Macy's. Plus, get $10 in Macy's money for every $50 spent. Up to $40 Macy's money. I'm good. How are you? Good. Hello, everyone. (laughs) Welcome to Girl, You Have to Talk. Girl, We Have to Talk podcast. Part two. Part two. (laughs) This is Iris and Jamie. This is our second time recording this one. But I mean, this is not the first time this has happened. So we are technology. Yes. But I can tell you during the break, I had the best meal of my life. Oh, my gosh. It was okay. Was it the roasted Brussels sprouts and the salmon salmon that was like roasted in some kind of teriyaki uh, like uh, seasoning that I didn't do? That's how I know it's good. And then I had the little bit uh, that was left of my black raspberry chocolate. Oh, there's my dog. Okay. Welcome to the podcast, everyone. Uh, Katie barking at strangers. Katie, <laughs> Oh, the other thing that happened was I took Maya for like a very quick walk and we had to go in the same hallway that this beagle is in. She's mm-hmm. howling. She's not barking. She's like howling. Oh, bless her. <laughs> All of us have lost our minds, including oh, the dogs. She is so fun. Um, Okay, so I wanted to have time to talk about your question. So let's just talk about what you've been up to, how you've been. Oh, wait, we have to record the whole thing over again? We have to record the whole thing over again. Okay, I hope I have time for that. (laughs) I I think I do, because I I was going to walk over and pick up some um, food, even though Uh I actually ate, which is surprising, but this is food that I'm going to cook later. Um, but I, I think that. that I decided I'm not going to go for a walk because there's too many fucking people out in the street. So um, I think yes. it'll be fine because I still have my six o'clock. But that's so frustrating. Gosh, and that's so okay. Like I will be. We will like get this podcast done. Like lots of times we dilly dally because of the fact that we didn't record it before. But now we recorded it before, so we already know. Like this one is a smooth running machine. So just tell me. Yeah. What? Tell, oh. tell everyone else what you've been up to, because I already know. Oh my gosh! What? A, I, what did I? I don't even know that we really talked what we were up to last time. Didn't I think we? we just pitched last time. So you yeah. Well, I was talking about how what an amazing meal I had. So you just mm-hmm. heard that I had the salmon and I had the black raspberry chocolate chip gelato. The rest of that delicious. And for breakfast, I had an English muffin that is a gluten-free sprout and grain. Uh, English muffin with jelly that was uh, sweetened with fruit juice. Got it. And then I had oatmeal with almonds, walnuts, apples, bananas, blueberries. It was gluten-free, and it also had turmeric and cinnamon powder in it. It was excellent. And I even had chocolate that was sweetened with stevia, so it had no added sugar in it. That's really good. I feel like you're, like, living the Heidi life now. Like, you're so clean. You're clean. You sounded like you had a really clean day of eating. Yes. One day. Heidi does it 24-7, I feel Listen, like. Um, she would totally disagree with that, day. by the way. But oh, I know. Um, it's like, all hey, about perspective. Like, exactly. 
Um, well, that's really good. I'm happy you had to, I today had a Nutri-Grain bar for breakfast, mm-hmm. um, which was highly processed and full of sugar. Yummy. And then the after time. that, I know it's so good. And then after that, <laughs> I had like a snack because I was really hungry at about 10 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. And so I had like a couple handfuls of sour cream and onion lays, which were delicious. Mm-hmm. Then I had Thai food. Um, and that's, oh, and now I'm having a beer. Um, Ooh, I, but yummy. tomorrow, guys, we're all starting. The Corona Crew is starting. What are we doing? Abs and glutes? Oh, what it's, is it? um, it's buns, butts, and abs, I believe. Buns, or buns, buns. guns. It's buns, guns, and abs. I love that for me. So tomorrow is the first day of 30. So I was like, I'm going to try to, like, eat better while I'm doing this, too. Otherwise, it kind of is pointless. So I'm going to try to eat better and do that. So I'm just going to live my best life today. That's smart. I can't do both at the same time, typically. I have a hard time I, You know, that. I usually can. Like, because honestly, what happens is I can be really motivated to work out. But then if I eat like shit, then I don't want to work out because I feel like I'm working out for no mm. reason. And I'm not saying this yeah, is something that everyone should do. It's You're like, like, I mean, like oh, exactly, exactly. That's exactly what happens. Yeah. yeah for me, you I'm always like, oh, shit. Like, man, like, I did all this work, and then I had a Big Mac. I might as well just fucking call it a day and have some cheesecake and lay out on the couch. So, like, if I'm going to eat healthy, then I need to work out. Actually, that's not true. I can eat healthy and not work out, but I can't work out and not eat healthy. But I think that's because I hate working out. Um, yeah. yeah. So I think that's probably why. Talk. A lot. It's, not, it's not for me, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to join yeah. this 30 day thing. And also like, I'm going to do some mad fit full body those days too. So like, oh, I'm nice. going to try to do like one of yeah, the like, full body things too. Doing that. I was thinking yeah. about doing some like songs. Exactly. I was going to, well, mm-hmm. I'm, okay, Jamie, let's not get crazy. I'm not going to do songs. I'm going to do, <laughs> a, I'm going to do a singular song with the abs thing, like the workout thing that we're doing. I feel like that's enough. We'll see where I'm oh, at at the end of the month. Yeah, I do. I, when I do the workouts, I do like three songs. That's all. Well, that's me too, but I'm not also doing like abs, buns, and guns. So if I'm doing well, abs- <laughs> well, I, I'm more saying at the beginning when you don't have to do as many sets, maybe by the end, I'll just be doing that. We'll see how it goes. Let's report back by the time we record again, maybe it'll be, well, we'll probably, re- we'll, we'll check back in the middle of it. How about that? It's May 1st. We'll check back May 15th and see how we're doing. Okay. We'll we'll probably talk about it before then, but we'll record and talk about it then so we can keep up with the progress, which interestingly enough was one of the things that we wanted to do with this podcast. If you listen to our new year was like to talk about like things people can do to be like remaining healthy and fit. And we just haven't done that because, you know, virus fires in Australia, all the crazy shit that has happened. And it's only fucking May. It's only May. (laughs) <laughs> it's only May so we just totally forgot about it but now we're back on track we're going to talk about this and it's going to be good mm-hmm. um, okay and so anything else have you been watching anything good on TV I know you've been watching Little Fires which just so everyone knows we're going to talk about it for a little bit so there will be a couple of spoilers and I will put that in the description of this episode okay, um, so what awesome. do you think about it so far oh I think it's great I really love it I think um the actors, especially the two women, were like made to play these characters, Sorry, my which is so me. crazy. Hold on one second. Sure. You don't have to ring the doorbell eight thousand times. I can hear you if you ring that it one time. That was literally eight thousand times. Goodbye. Ooh, yes, this is perfect. <sighs> Jesus Christ. My stepson's <laughs> here, and he's a teenager, and he literally rang the doorbell eight thousand times. Anyway, <sighs> anyway, how do you like Little Fires Everywhere? <laughs> There's teenagers in that, too. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, I just think that the two main characters were made to play those characters. I think they did a great job. Yes, I totally agree. Like, I think I hate Reese Witherspoon a little bit more and feel bad for her a little bit more than I did when I was reading the book. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, because she's a full, I think it's interesting. I actually think usually I feel like the book is more well-rounded, but I actually think maybe the TV series is more well-rounded. I think they... Me too. They did a good job building it out. Yeah, I know that the writer, the author, she was the person who wrote this, the, uh, I think this, well, it's not called a screenplay. What is it called? A script? I Uh, guess. Yeah. Maybe it is called the screenplay, though, because it was Uh, in the screen. It's on the screen. Well, that's more for a movie, isn't it, though? I don't know. But anyway, like, I, I think she was the one who wrote it. So if that's the case, that's really cool, because they probably were like, well, this is how much time you have to write. And so, like, feel free to elaborate. And I think also she had, like, people to work with, too. So I think maybe a little bit that's, of their yeah. additions. Like, they're not like people. Yeah, but they're very, like they're very true to the character, like, how they expand, which I appreciate. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you're just like, where the hell are Yeah, who did this? Yeah. And then, like, I think when she mm -hmm. had the people, she was able to be like, oh, okay, great, I can do this. So that was good. Yeah, and then, like, oh, my gosh, the tension. Gosh, the tension. I wonder if, like, Carrie Washington (laughs) and Reese Witherspoon, like, walked away from just hating each other. Yeah, and poor, like, I think Carrie Washington, wow, what a job. I mean, also, I guess Elena's character, too, like, has been through her own trauma. But, like, she has such, she does such a good job of showing how oppression affects you over time. Like, just like she was so on guard, you know, Mm -hmm. she had to be, she learned that. Right. And it was, I I don't know. I thought the way she acted, that was, I don't know. Amazing. Really. I also like really found myself. Like I didn't like her. Like I really. Oh yeah. She wasn't even like trying to be nice. Again, I think it was all protective for what she. Yeah, I was like, oh my god, she was so hardened, crazy. Yeah, I was like, hard. So. And And the same thing for Elena. Like it was almost like it's too late for them. So I really hope there's this sense of the next generation, and there's a little bit more hope for them. Right, like Pearl and because I haven't. I'm in. I'm in the middle of episode six, which, by the way, I also watched a little bit of (laughs) while I was eating. Well, look at that. You're like you're ahead of the game. Anyway, yeah, it's really good. It is. I love it. I all the characters are great. And I hate everyone. Like that's the thing. Is like everyone. What about Baby? Like Baby. Yeah, like I like her, but like I, honestly, okay, I'm gonna probably sound like a horrible person. I felt worse for her in the book than I do now. I don't know why. I have to unpack that. Yeah, but in the book, I really felt like interesting. Really, in the book, I felt like really bad for her, but like now, like I feel bad for her. But also, mm-hmm. like maybe meeting the other woman and like kind of like you've seen the adopt uh, Mailing's adoptive mother now. How she reacts to Elena's character, almost like she thinks she's fucking annoying and stupid too, kind of makes me think like, okay, maybe she's a little bit of a better person. Like maybe she's not as clueless as Elena is. And Mm. maybe, and then therefore I think I feel a little bit worse for her. Like I feel, like I think I feel bad for her. And in the book, I didn't really feel bad for her. I kind of was like, Elena and her are two peas in a pod and I fucking can't stand Elena. And here we are. But, like, this time, I was like, okay, she kind of gives her the side eye. She thinks she's a busybody. She thinks that, like, sometimes she does too much, too. And I kind of, like, seems like they were, like, lifelong friends. Mm-hmm. And 
I don't know. I just was like, I feel a little, I feel bad for the other mother too, which kind of makes me feel less bad for BB. So now I think they're kind of like equal in terms of how bad I feel. Interesting. Okay. Whereas before I was kind of like firmly on BB's side. Now I'm kind of like, oh yeah, like that sucks. Like <laughs> I think seeing like the mom, like the adoptive mom suffer through so much loss and like watching Elena have all these kids and like, I think seeing that made me feel worse for her. Mm-hmm. And so now I feel like, now I have sympathy towards her, which then makes it like, okay, but you know, you have to, now, now I feel bad for both of them. I just feel like it's an impossible situation. Yeah. Yeah, there is. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's really good. And the, yeah, the acting's good. I think the cinematography is really good. Maybe that's a weird thing to say about a show like this. No, but, that's good. Um, yeah, I think they just, this is, this is a, a time where they really got it right, which is mm-hmm. so nice and satisfying when that happens and it doesn't always happen so hulu does a good job with their like book to tv shows like the first season of handmaid's tale was really good too. oh i haven't seen that actually i think it's good seeing it now but i'm just like, no mm, no 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 i would like little fires everywhere i think is like i was like oh yeah you should totally watch well, it I think it's, it's a 90s retrospective and it's interesting because you know the book where re- you're having us read for book club next month by the way which uh-huh. I, I like so far i love the short oh, chapters um but it's also in the 90s it's interesting well look at us stuck in a time zone but the 90s, um, you know it did make me think like man the 90s were so good like we had they were so good. in our budget yes Yes. But that but but you It was all bullshit, but still. But it doesn't matter and but the you also remember the nineties set us up for for today not having anything made here. The eighty that's true. I think it started with I like to blame Reagan more than Clinton, but Clinton was bad too. So I shouldn't I mean I'm not gonna say that they're bad. I think globalization sounds like a really great idea, but then when you put it into practice, you end up with no face masks. So there needs to be some kind of a balance. Yeah. Which I think now we've realized. Look at that. We know it now. Yeah, we're, we're going to forget it. Guys. Uh, it it's been us. less than 100 years since the last time this happened. Or it's been actually 100 years. It's been 100 years. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I think we're going to forget, actually. I think, like, there's a great article, actually, that talks about, like, get ready for the biggest gaslighting of your life. That's about, like, people are going to want you to forget about this and just go back to it. I'll never forget because I'm traumatized. Yeah. Well, let's hope. I'm... I hope people don't forget. Well, I won't personally forget. I can always go back and listen to this podcast. I am traumatized. I like yeah. feel like very, very overwhelmed, and so I'm. Are you feeling mo- mobilized to get more involved in something? I feel like I've been talking to a lot of people about that. Mm, I mean, <laughs> so you're not going to forget, but you're not going to do shit about it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, See, this is what. Listen. Yeah. I'm on the wrong side. I, like, don't really feel, like, there's nothing that I can do because, like, I'm in a weird situation. Oh, but actually, there are things I can tell you that you could do, Iris, so don't say that. Well, you can tell me about them, but, like, every single person who I know, Mm -hmm. like, is, every person, like, I was just talking to my other coworker, my coworkers about this Mm -hmm. today, and everyone who's my age and your age, like, in their 30s, late 20s, everyone is full on board with socialism and I'm just like really not there. And so I think that it's really hard for me. Like, of course it has to be about me. Oh, I'm not to be about how you have to be involved. Like you have to believe in socialism to be involved. I think there are many ways you can be involved and not believe in socialism. 
So what are some ways that people can get involved that don't mean that they need to jump in? I think this is a good question. Yes. So there's one thing I just signed up for that's postcards and you are writing postcards to um, two states uh, that were important in the last election, Michigan and Wisconsin, and you're telling them to vote, which is important for whoever you are. Oh, yeah, I could do that. Yeah. I don't mind telling people to vote. Yeah, and I, I think I it's good to pitch in money for the, um, for the stamps. But basically, they mail you the postcards, and then I think either you mail them out or you mail them somewhere for them to mail them out. I'm not sure how it works. But we could be on a team together if you want. Yeah, I don't mind sending people postcards and it's being a really like, you should vote. But, like, thing to do the thing home. Also, though, the thing is, like, all these people are so pissed off, like, especially Michigan and Wisconsin. They're so pissed off about everything that's going on right now that we can encourage them to vote. But I have a good feeling about who they're going to vote for. You know and what? I really know that that's I, well, you know. I, I'm going to still send them a postcard. Here's the thing, Iris, is that the reason that Trump won is that is the people who didn't vote, not the people who voted. So if everybody, if more people vote then more voices are going to be heard. And if you look at the polls, for example, of people who want there to be stay-at-home orders, most people are saying they want stay-at-home orders. So if all these people were voting, then things, you know, more, there would be more representation of how the people actually feel. I think that they just don't want, I don't think that they like their choices, though. And I think that that's probably why they won't vote. That's why... So the thing is, is that research shows that postcards do work. They get people to vote. No, no, I'm happy to do it. I just don't think that, like, they like the choice. That's the, that's the thing. And I think it's really similar to... That doesn't not going like, to vote. I mean... That I, but there's a lot of people who voted, who really, really hated Hillary so much. So... The problem is, yes, there's a lot of people who didn't vote last time, and that is very true. There's also a really large amount of people who decided that they really hated Hillary so much that they voted. Well, luckily, there is... it's not a, a, there's not a woman running, so I don't think it'll be as much of an issue, because I think that's why people didn't want to vote for her. I mean, I hope that's the case, but I just also yeah, don't I really know believe if... that based on all the language and stuff, because it was so, so many people... And it was the same thing with Elizabeth Warren and other female candidates. They're like, I don't like her, but I don't know why. It's like because she has a vagina. That's why you don't like her. I think people don't like Biden either. Like, I I feel like they're – I hope that that is different. I hope to be pleasantly surprised. I think we'll know in a few months, but – I just think people really wanted Bernie. I personally do not. That's why I said I'm not. I'm yeah, I think there can be people. an alternate argument because a lot of people didn't vote for Bernie, so a lot of people probably wouldn't vote for Bernie in the in the general election. And I think people, I think he was very far left for people. So I think there's an argument in another way that says that, like Biden's actually the most likely candidate to win against Trump. Is there any kind of thought process though behind? I think again, we've talked a little bit about how I'm a conspiracy theorist. A, let me start off with the fact that like. I would not have voted for Bernie. He's not my candidate. Like, I would have voted for him if he was, like, the final candidate because I just mm-hmm. vote all the time. But he was not for me. I am not a socialist. I'm not a democratic socialist. It's just I'm, it's not my jam, which makes me feel a little bit ostracized from most people my age because they're always like, what? You're not a socialist. You don't. Oh, uh, you know what? Guys. It's okay Relax. not to be a socialist. And that's Thank for you. someone who's at least very strongly in socialist. Joseph Thank you for accepting me and my truth. You're right. It is hard. It's hard out here for me being a non-socialist. But anyway, I think that... Well, let's see what happens in November. You're right. We don't know. And we'll, yeah. I'm sure we'll talk but... about it on the podcast. 
I mean, I, mean, I don't think I'll be as upset. I think I'm ready this time. Last year, I was okay. like, last time, I was really upset. Like, I had a call off work the next day. I literally was crying, like, ugly tears as if somebody oh, yeah. broke up with me. Oh, yeah. It was, like, very hard work for that me. day or the next day, Wednesday or Thursday. I was so lucky because I was so depressed, too. I was really yeah, upset. it was really hard for me. Like, I it really felt her. like the message was I didn't matter as a woman. I mean, it really Yeah, was like, hard. I was, like, choking. It was horrible. Like, I was in a dark space. This time, I feel like... I'm okay. Like, I don't really, I don't feel optimistic, but I'm going to still do my part. Like, I'm going to do the postcards like you suggested. I think that's a really good suggestion. If you want, you should text me what the information is, like a website. Yeah. Where can put it in our notes just in case other people want to do it. Okay. Um, I'm sending it now. I love that. But I just, you know, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic that I want to see your silver lining. I just don't trust people. But also, let's remember, I'm in a very dark space in terms of politicians right now. I kind of hate them all. So I think that it's like probably a little bit, as I told Mike yesterday, somebody shit in my grits. I'm in a very negative dark space in terms of politicians. So I could just be being negative, but I will still do the postcards. Okay, sounds good. I'm glad to hear. Perfect. Yeah, I'm always willing to like pitch in and do all that kind of stuff. I mean, I'm I'm down for the cause of voting for I, I, you know, anyone other than Donald at this point. So here we are. Um, he's not my favorite. I don't like him and I never have. And I don't think I can be convinced. <sighs> anyway, what else have you been up to? Anything else? Little fires everywhere. No. You've been postcarding. Are you still talking? To, did we talk about this on the podcast about your pen pal? Oh, no, we didn't. But that I don't think we have time for. Okay. But, well, next time. I, I, I am going to tell you something on here just in case I, I forget. I did send him um, a article about why black people can't be racist. So that's where that is at. Oh, shit. <laughs> I'm not sure he's going to talk to me after, but I was like, I really hope you can like hear this. Does he I, it, now it took think, me a long time to think about this. Does he now think that you're a black person because you sent him this? I'm just curious. Uh, I think I used. I think I use we with white people in talking okay, about okay, privilege okay. and stuff. And I did also say, like, you can be in privilege as a white person and you can also be oppressed in other ways. It sounds like through your story that you have been oppressed. And he's a really intelligent person. Like, no, I know. He, you told he was me. was talking about Parks and Rec. And he was like, I tried to watch it. But then, like, I really hate sex offenders. And I saw Rob Lowe. And, like, I didn't know that about Rob Lowe. And I, like, had to look it up. I felt like a fucking idiot. Lucky oh my you. Gosh. You're learning shit all the time. Yeah. I love that so, for you. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm just so, like, this, your story with that is, like, my my silver lining moment of 2020 of all the bad shit. I think that that is great. Um, so, oh, that I sent that to him? No, I or just, just in more general, just in general, just in general, <laughs> that that's something that yeah. you're doing. I think that that's really great. Oh, so yeah, thanks. yeah, I love destroying the uh, prison industrial complex. I, I would love you. Like, are a really good person, and I, you oh, know, thank you. I, you know, Iris, I think you aspire to be a really great person. I'm kidding. Honestly, I think no, I Jamie, it's you're a really great person, too. No, um, no, no, you are a really great person. My mo- no, I am. I am a good person. <laughs> my mom will tell you that all the time. She says it all the time. Iris is a good person, and I am. I'm a really good person. I'm just not a nice person. You're a good, nice person, uh, so I think that that's really well, good. Yeah, I, I disagree. I think I think it's all about perspective. I think I'm that- selective. I can be nice I if I want to. I think you are really nice. I feel like 
you have done so much for me as a friend. Uh-huh. So I think that's, I, I think it's, I think I'm really nice to, I think I'm nice to my friends too, but like, yeah, you know, I can are. be pretty direct and loyal. sometimes that's not the, exactly. See, yeah, that's another loyal. principle of this, this podcast. Loyalty is important to me. And if you start mm-hmm. acting like you're not loyal, then I'm not going to be and nice to you. Cross you, bitch. Probably. <laughs> and the first step of crossing you is fucking ghosting you, obviously. Well, but I'm incredibly loyal, too. So I don't think I will do anything to cross you. But who knows? We'll we'll see. What's Probably up. not. I mean, also, I think my, like, my amount of fucks to give have lessened. Like, I keep telling people this. Every time I have a friend who ends up being a bitch, like, my amount of, like, tolerance for other people being a bitch it's kind of just gross so for all you seem wonderful to me for all I know you could be a horrible person but I've just encountered so many mean girls and I'm just like Jamie's a delight she's lovely because compared to everybody else you're not an asshole so for that reason it's kind of <laughs> great <laughs> all right speaking of assholes let's talk about your comment your question of the week okay sounds good so it is titled we stopped being friends because I was concerned about coronavirus and she wasn't I love that yeah, my friend Ayana, and that's put in an asterisk, um, and that means it's not her real name. Okay. Um, so my friend Ayana and I used to be super close friends. We met less than a year ago in our summer math class. We hung out once and continued to hang often after that, and we would have a great time. She has introduced me to a ton of her great friends, but I have seen her lose friends, which have ghosted her, all supposedly the other person's fault, not hers. She has also lost some friends before I knew her. She has never been a bad friend to me except for the occasional snarky talk, but it is just her way of telling it how it is and honest criticism. Six months before spring break, we booked a trip to Cabo. Fast forward to March, and coronavirus quickly starts to become a big concern. My friends didn't want me to go, but I refused to cancel the trip. I felt obligated to go with Ayana since it was just us two, and she had no concern about what was happening, asking, why would you cancel the trip? She was too focused on doing all the things she wanted to do on the trip. She even complained that my family was too involved in making decisions for me, and I shouldn't let them do that. I don't think she understands that my family was just concerned because she isn't close with her parents and sisters. She has said that they are toxic to her only sees them once a year. She has also joked about the virus and how she's not scared of getting it. She was also excited to be single during the trip because she recently broke up with her boyfriend of three months. Her friends have told us that schools in their hometown have closed and she's like, so what? And complain that everything is coronavirus this, coronavirus. Sorry. <laughs> she also, That's funny. Yeah. She also. So she's kind of an asshole already. but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, she sounds very focused on where she needs to be mm. in her life and not. She does like sound like a teenager though. So to be yeah. fair, I'm going to just be like, you that's sound like a right. kid. So. Developmentally, that's yeah, that's really appropriate. She also does not have any social media except for Facebook, but only goes on it to communicate with random Facebook groups. I don't think she was aware of how bad things were since she chooses not to look at any other social media or news. She is also from Texas and always brings up the fact that she went to public school in Texas, wasn't taught anything everyone else was taught, etc. That's true. Texas is responsible for a horrible education because they write horrible textbooks. Um... We both ended up going to Cabo. By the way, that was my commentary. She didn't write that. Um, but she, Jamie part, means it. The She's part not about, taking it back. Yeah, the part about Texas that, like, yeah, just wants to talk about white people. Um, we both ended up going to Cabo, and my friends dropped us off at the airport. The two of us were in Cabo together for four days until I told her that I wanted to fly home early five days before our trip was supposed to end. 
During those four days, I went along with everything she wanted to do and didn't stop her from trying to find a man with a boat on Tinder. During our one wild night out, we were hanging with this bachelor party group. One man in the group and I were getting close, and while we were talking to each other, Ayanna was getting disrespected by one of the other guys in the group. I'm guilty of not noticing this, and I feel bad that this happened to her. Before the night ended, the man and I wanted to hook up, and I told Ayanna where I was going. The man's hotel ended up being across from ours. I even waited for her before I left because she was scrambling to find someone to meet up with on Tinder. Maybe at that point she had gotten desperate enough that she had for, like, it was just a man and not a man with a boat. Who knows? Okay, the next morning, Ayanna said she brought a man over on Tinder who was rude to her. The man also touched all of her stuff, including food, which is sketch. I told Ayanna about my night, and she passively aggressive said, I just got out of a relationship. I'm supposed to be the one hooking up. I'm single, too, so I don't know why I can't hook up either. Also, I know this is super sketchy to do in Cabo, but at least it did not end in disaster. So, after that one wild night out, I got a bunch of notifications um, and emails on my phone saying that school is online for the rest of the semester. Basically, everything is closed, canceled, postponed, including senior graduation. Mexico was consider considering shutting down its borders, which my friend wasn't concerned about because, to her, that means a vacation is extended. I, on the other hand was getting more overwhelmed about everything going on. I was so sad that I couldn't see a lot of my friends for a long time, along with not being able to go to class, events that were canceled, etc. I finally put my foot down and decided to tell Ayana that I wanted to go home early. She said she respects the decision but doesn't agree with it. That was the very last time we spoke to each other. I left without saying goodbye, and she ended up staying a day later before leaving early, which I don't know how she got back. When I texted her that I made it home and have to prioritize my health along with others, she texted me a whole paragraph about how I treated her like garbage the whole week and was constantly accommodating me. I never went out of my way to mistreat her, and at the most, I probably said one stupid comment without thinking. She told me to try to see things from her side, and that's the last time we talked. She started to change, become less nice during the last few weeks of her relationship. I understand that her making the decision to break up with her boyfriend was difficult, and I was there to support her. Moving forward, I have learned that I was wrong to not be assertive. I also told three of our mutual friends what went down before talking to her first. I am guilty of friend ghosting her because I did not want to think of the friendship while the world is going through a pandemic. Ayanna is living her life, and I'm still living mine without each other in it. And I still have other friends, and they have my back, which is what we all need at the moment. So not as much, uh, you know, like a question, but a commentary. But I thought it was a really interesting commentary to talk about. Definitely. I think that this time reminds me of I lost so many people like friends during the election, the last election, because Uh, they were like totally on board with Donald. How could you be as like a woman and like you're friends with gay people and you're friends with people that are minorities? Like, how could you? (laughs) Um, So I, I totally understand how this person feels. But also on the flip side of that, I understand how this other person feels, because like I said, I feel like a solo non-socialist um, in, like, our peer group. And sometimes I think people are like, how could you not want all these things? Like, why don't you, like, ascribe to these certain ideas and, like, believe this? So I kind of feel like the odd person out, too. Yeah, but um, there's a lot, like, in the middle. Right. That. And I feel like, but that's the thing is, like, so maybe, maybe we only know this one girl's perspective. So maybe there's something in the, maybe she was doing something in the middle and we just don't really know. Um I mean, it sounds like she's kind no, of that's a selfish true because it, person, it does, but yeah. we don't know. 
but the writer did kind of downplay. And I don't know if I, pa- I, I passed over this the first time we recorded because I don't remember reading this part to you. I remember reading it when I read it, but mm-hmm. um, like for the first time. But she did downplay that she was, you know, they were together and she was getting mistreated by this other guy and she mm-hmm. really didn't do anything or notice it. And then like she was really accountable towards the end. Like I was wrong for not being assertive. I told mutual friends, I ghosted her, but she said nothing about that. So I wonder if that was actually a bigger thing. Maybe, yeah. Maybe the friend was like, dude, you were so preoccupied with hooking up on your own that you didn't really. Well, that's the thing. Like to ditch your friend, like to go hook up with a guy and a guy already has disrespected her. Like, was she safe? Right. And she hooked up with another guy. I mean, I just, yeah, that's kind of like, I feel like that's a breaking a girl code to like separate from a friend. But uh, I feel like these girls are so young because I'm just thinking oh, to yeah. myself, like, I mean, I don't think I would have done that in high school, but I can imagine people doing yeah, that. No, I don't I... think that they, they think that nothing bad is going to ever happen to them. So I think they all have their own shit, you know? Um, but, oh, girl, Ayana sounds terrible. Um, yeah. She sounds, she sounds terrible. Um, and also, like, part of me kind of feels like, she's talked to her friends about this all the time already and I kind of wonder is this like her new narrative not Ayana but the girl who's saying this um is that like she really cared and nobody else cared and like she was concerned and she should have put her foot down but like I'm like did somebody tell you you should have said that or did you really actually kind of feel also like it wasn't a big deal and then later on you were like not having as good of a time with her because she was being a bitch and you were just like, fuck this, I'm leaving. I, I like, I kind of am like, do we have an unreliable narrator? Um, Cause it sounds like there might be some, like you pointed out, maybe some things missing here in the situation. Yeah. Maybe. yeah. I think, and, and I think the reason that I brought this question or this commentary is because I saw an article in the Atlantic about losing your friend mm-hmm. um, over this, because I do think that, um, that's something that's happening right now or losing your friend over this because of the virus, because of the way they're handling it. Yeah. And we talked about like how you just assume that someone's going to have the same perspective as you. And yet I think there are people who, you know, like they're going out and they're playing soccer with friends. Oh yeah. Um, And you know, there are other people who are like, I'm not trying to go anywhere. I'm getting everything delivered, you know, Um, or maybe who are even becoming agoraphobic because of this. So I think everybody's in different places and, and I think we do have a tendency to want to, um, because we feel so much a responsibility, I think to other people right now, and especially those we care about, then we feel like that gives us the right to like, tell them what to do and be in control. But I just think it's too much. We're not in control of them. And I think Brene Brown said something like, take care of yourself. Think about yourself. You really can't think about what other people are doing. And I think that's really true. Oh my gosh, so true. But it's really hard because I think we have such a sense of responsibility for the world right now. Like what we do can have such an effect. Absolutely. I totally agree. But I mean, I feel like we said this on the last episode too, like about how I feel. I just can't truthfully worry about what other people are doing. I think Actually, I feel like we had a clear, like, like I feel like we had a whole much. conversation about this. I can't remember if oh, I did listened we? to that episode. Yes, because I think what we were talking about is how like different people quarantine, right? Like there's people who are like you said doing Instacart. Like they haven't left their house since like March 13th. Literally, yeah. they have which been in a way home. is privilege, right? Because then the person oh, who's yeah. doing the Instacart is now at risk. 
Right. Like, well, and that you have, like, I mean, I don't know if you've ever ordered Instacart before, but the no, I have, have the ability. Instacart, uh, personally, but I have been using Amazon uh, Prime Whole Foods delivery. So I'm just, I mean, I'm just. No, no, listen, I'm not going to say you're just as bad. I'm just saying, like, I, I was less from the perspective of, like, the, the Amazon worker. I do think they are putting, like, themselves at risk. But also, I think that I'm kind of a middle of the road quarantiner virus person too where I like feel completely comfortable going to the grocery store and I know I'm going to be an asshole I would feel completely comfortable going to get my hair and my nails done too I would wear a mask I would wash my hands and I would have precautions but that's just how I feel um but also I understand why other people are worried and they don't want to do that Mm -hmm. like I don't judge people for what they want to do I think I'm really like a middle of the road person all around like I kind of am like I feel fine going to the grocery store am I going to go to five grocery stores no (laughs) am I going to go to the mall no, like, but if it's yeah, like, we all have my to figure out what we're comfortable with, basically. Exactly. Maybe I said exactly. that too. I think the yeah, I think is, you did. is that because we feel responsible, we also what's new is we also feel the right to tell other people what to do, which is dangerous because we just yeah. don't have control over that. Think, we have to let. And go it's of not it. exactly, and it's not helpful because, like, what I just said, people are going to be like, "How dare you want to go do those things?" Because, like, you're going to come and t- maybe you're asymptomatic. I mean, there's a whole bunch of reasons to do that. But, you know, there's also going to be the people who are like, oh, I don't fucking care. The minute that the movie theater is open and the museum's open and the zoo opens and the beach opens, I'm going to the zoo and I'm going to the beach with like a thousand other people. And I want to go to the Taste of Chicago. And I'm like, oh, hell no. I definitely don't want to do that. That seems crazy to me. And then there's the other side of the road, people who are like, again, doing the like haven't been to the grocery store in months. I I just think we all are feeling so many feelings about this and it then because other people aren't a part of your tribe I think we're attacking each other like when people Mm -hmm. feel yeah differently from how you feel and it's like it's not just a simple thing such as like my preference is to have the chicken over the beef it's like a life or death like you going out could kill someone and, and that's how it's been framed and like I say that saying like I truthfully believe we don't really know what what this means yet. And I know lots of people will disagree with me, but like how we feel about this today versus how we feel about this in five years, I don't have enough information to judge anyone for their choices. Like I don't feel personally safe going out with a large group. I, I don't feel like that's what I would want to yeah, do. Yeah, I never really uh, felt like that. <laughs> I never I'm kind of joking, but I'm kind of not joking. <laughs> And no one knows that better than my ex and his friends, who I always just was so miserable when I was out. Well, but that's also fair, though. That's okay. Like, I mean, Chicago in, in general. For me and going, for them to have gone. For everyone. Yeah, for everyone. Exactly. But yeah, like, there's going to be the people who totally, I mean, honestly, they showed California is, like, pretty fucked up and pretty bad with the virus. And they showed the other day, like, literally three days ago. There was thousands of people at the beach. I mean, there's always going to be people who yeah. just don't I mean, feel they the same way. Also, are doing pretty awesome things like uh, free coronavirus testing for everybody. Which is oh no, no, no. Here's the thing. Like, I I think they're doing really great things. But here, the thing is, if you tell the mom who hasn't been out of her house since March, I know. it's so hard. That somebody else. because yeah, yeah. Like, you're dealing with competing values. Exactly, really and that's what I think is the biggest thing is like it's so much going on and everyone feels like it's such a high stake. Like, because on one hand you're telling this mom who like hasn't left her house and feels like maybe her husband has diabetes and she's like terrified. And then these other people are going to the beach and then there's like 
people who are going to, you know, their vacation homes and have the luxury and the ability to do that. And people are resentful of them for that. And then there's this other group of people who are kind of like just waiting to see what's going to happen. And what's happening is like the people who are staying at home are just like, you're risking people's lives by going out to the beach. But like I said, like we don't actually really fully know exactly what this means yet. So the other argument is like, do you even know that? And the, you know, I've been tested and I'm clear and it's like, but like, what if somebody, it, it, there's just yeah, so and much gray. The other thing is that I'm worried about with this a- antibody test is that people are going to come out and be like, oh, I'm fine. I've had the, I, I know I've already had it. And so I'm like, we actually don't know that. <laughs> but here's the thing. Okay. What's really funny is I was talking to my, uh, well, I wasn't talking to him. His grandma texted me that like her friend texted her that some 80 year old woman went and got an antibody test. And they literally thought that the antibody test meant that if you couldn't find any antibodies, then that meant that if you ever got coronavirus, you were definitely going to die. That's how some people are interpreting. Oh, like, wow. There's so much, exactly. Oh. There's so much misinformation that I think we're all just kind of like, it, it's literally like we're all on Fox News. We're just like hearing snippets of shit and just regurgitating it as if it is fact. And the truth is like, I'm not a fucking scientist. I don't know. You're like, not? To, oh, my gosh. Why have I been listening to you at all? I don't know. <laughs> you shouldn't have been listening to me. Like, I know nothing. Um, which actually uh, probably makes me the most scientist of anything. I know, really. The a scientist will tell you're you. Still, I mean, I think you're still closer know. to a scientist than Trump, so. Oh, we're all closer to <laughs> I mean, that guy. But anyway, like, I, yeah, like, I get her friend. Like, in regards to, like, people, like, the article that you sent mm-hmm. about people not being friends anymore, I totally think I get that. Yeah. This reminds me a lot of the last election. It was very polarizing. I think this situation is very polarizing. Mm-hmm. And it also just so happens to be at a time of an election, which means I think this year is going to be a complete and utter shit show. Um, it's just going to be a deep dive of, of fucked up shit. But... In regards to this person in this question, I kind of think they're both assholes. That's like my well, they're both they're both teenagers, right? So and yep, and most teenagers are assholes. Yeah, but I I think that they both are doing the right thing by stepping away from each other and absolutely space. There's lots of other things to occupy their time with, so they just don't need to occupy it with this. Yeah, exactly. Um. Any other comments or thoughts on that? I don't think so. Okay. Well, look at us. We made it into a 40-minute podcast. We did. How good and are we? I might still try um, my walk, but I just don't think. No, no go ahead. Idea. Do it. Do it. Yeah, but it's like you almost a mile each way, and I just feel like I'm going to deal with too many people not wearing masks out. And I just don't like being near people that aren't wearing masks personally, myself, um, because I don't want to get them sick. So... I feel like wait, do you have a mask? I do have a mask, yeah. But if if it, it's well, that's true. If if I'm thinking that if I'm concerned about me being infected at some point, because I just I do believe it makes sense to think like you've just been infected, and so the person wearing the mask—that's the best percentage—is if the person infected were, is wearing a mask. So that's true. Yeah. Well, but what I was going to say is like, it's still bad. Like, okay, so somebody, this is our last comment before we go. Mm -hmm. Somebody made a comment about wearing masks and they said people should both, everybody should wear masks because it would be like, if there was a person going around peeing on you, if you didn't have any (laughs) pants on and they, yeah. And if if you didn't have any pants on and somebody peed on you, then you get pee all over you. But if you had on some pants 
then like you'd still get maybe a little bit of pee, but you wouldn't get as much pee because you have on pants. Now imagine if the guy running around peeing on people also was peeing inside of his pants, then you both wouldn't get any pee on you. So that's the reason why everybody should wear pants uh, and masks. See? Yeah. It's easy. Wear a mask. But anyway, in this case, I think you'll be fine. If you like, if you really wanted to go out, I think as long as you have a mask on, maybe wear some sunglasses too. I think you'd be okay. Yeah. And I'm a scientist, so. (laughs) All right, everybody. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Welcome home to Click. Hundreds of data analytics leaders are coming home to Click to gain insights from data. Why? Well, it's simple. Better performance, greater usability, and a lower total cost of ownership. Plus, with Click, you can accelerate business value from data on Click's cloud or any cloud. Don't just take our word for it. It's what data analytics leaders are saying. Visit click.com slash welcome home to hear why hundreds of leaders in data analytics have come home to Click. That's Click, Q-L-I-K dot com slash welcome home. The outcome of an opioid emergency may depend on a quick response. Accidental overdose can happen anytime, even if the opioid pain medicine is prescribed. Due to COVID-19, emergency services could be slower to arrive. Get prepared. Get Naloxone, a potentially life-saving reversal agent with no prescription directly from your pharmacy. Having Naloxone available allows you to respond first, not a substitute for emergency medical care. Learn more at opioidsafetyplan.com. That's O-P-I-O-I-D safetyplan.com.